Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of the Meta, the LCK fan podcast where we talk about the Meta League of Legends fan don't talk about. And today, we'll definitely spill a lot of tea over our topic of discussion. Well, sadly, I won't be having Maxi and Ann co-hosting with me today, but I have not one, but two lovely guests to accompany me today. Sylvie and Ada. Hi, girls. Please introduce yourself. Hiya. Hi, guys. I'm Sylvie and T1, very loyal fan. Hi, guys. I'm Ada and like I'm a T1 diehard fan. Well, we are, we are T1 fans, but we're also LCK fans. And we are also League of Legends fan because the group stage is over. Yay! Yay! So girls, what do you think about group stage so far? I think as an LCK fan, I think we're all pretty satisfied. I mean, three teams are first seeds of the group. You know, we have DK second seed. We're not going to talk about DK. Very disappointed in you, JK. But yeah, overall, I'm quite satisfied. Yeah, me too. To be fair, I didn't expect all the teams to go first and to go that far. Like, I thought like only two teams from LCK would go to quarters, but all of them went. So, pretty sad for NA, but... We'll touch on NA later, yeah. Yeah, we'll touch on NA later, but um, as an LCK fan, we're actually quite happy, very happy actually, with how their performance has been. So all four of them made quarterfinals and quarterfinals is starting soon. But before we talk about the quarterfinals itself and the results of the draw, let's take a look at the champions that we have seen so far in the group stage. So we can sort of, I guess, define what the meta is for Worlds 2022. So first, top lane. So I did reference this from a goal.gg. So... Aatrox is currently the highest pick and the highest ban, with Maokai having the second highest ban. You see a lot of Sejuani, Fiora, Orn, Renekton, Jackson, Camille. So girls, out of all these um, top lane champion pool, do you think we, we're seeing any trend or are we seeing sort of defining champions that I guess currently terrorizing the top lane? I feel like Sejuani is terrorizing the whole rift this patch. Like, I don't want to be mean, but I hate that champion. Like, I don't like Sejuani. Like, from all the choices that you have, you choose to take Sejuani. Like, be for real. I feel like they could choose better champions. They have better options. Yeah, but what, what else if you need a champion that is kind of tanky, but is also very team fighty? What, what other options are there for jungle or top? since um, Maokai is like switching between top and jungle. And I really don't know what, at least from the group stage, I just see Maokai everywhere. And then when it's not Maokai, they will opt for Sejuani. Like, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's true. And I'm actually quite surprised that there's been a lot of, I guess, tanky picks in the group stage. Because if you listeners, if you want to refer back to our first episode, we sort of predicted that there would be a lot more carry top lane picks. So something like a Jace, something like a Cannon. And yes, the Aatrox do eventually go through, but it has the highest pick and the highest ban, sadly. So we don't see it as much. But when we do see it, I think teams can just grab in and run away with a win for each game. But 
Well, I personally, I don't know what about Atros that made it so OP, but it was just, it just never died. I was watching um, DRX and Kingen on Aatrox and you can see that they were really, I think Rope or someone else or RNG, yeah, I can't remember. Um, they were really trying to like, oh, it was Rogue. <laughs> they were really trying to target Aatrox and I feel like it was like four of them engaging on the health only dropped by like half, right? It was so OP and I don't know what about Aatrox. Other than Aatrox, I liked Fiora a lot. So that's what I wanted to see and Jace and Cannon. These champions, I feel like they can go on. The reason why the Aatrox is really OP just in this tournament, I, I wouldn't say it's patch per se. It's just because it's really hard to counter him or find an actual counter to him. A lot of capable teams with capable top laners can pick counters such as, as you mentioned, the Fiora, the Jax do come out, Camille, Yone. But there's no actual counter to him. Nothing can actually slow his heal. Nothing can actually slow his damage output. So Anne actually, who would like to be called as advisor and not professor Anne, she actually lovingly uh, put together this list of notes for us for the champions pool review in the group stage. She referred to Flame's broadcast. If you forgot, Flame was an LCK top laner who's currently streaming for T1. Um, he noted that a team with an extremely good top laner who can pilot the Fiora well can use it to counter the Aatrox. So he did note Zeus can actually pilot the Fiora well. So well actually that T1 is actually free to blind pick her if they want to. And with his mechanics, he can definitely counter the Aatrox if the other team do manage to get away with it. And he also noted that other tanks such as Gragas, Ornn, Nar, these are still viable picks for teams if they want to choose to play tanks that can deal damage into uh, Bruiser champions. Should we move on to mid? Because I feel like mid is so fixed. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah, so let's quickly go to mid first before discussing jungle. Because I feel like the top lane, top jungle mid synergy is very important um, in this tournament currently. Sylvie, would you like to talk about the mid champion pool? It's very small according to this list. Yes, yeah, it's really small. So Azir is the champion with the highest pick and ban. And the next one is Silas, Akali, Victor, LeBlanc. And some teams also picked like Talia, Lissandra. But these are all very kind of special to one team, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So we just keep seeing Azir, Silas, Akali, Victor everywhere yeah it's basically those four are quite fixed yeah but surprisingly even though akali is a power pick not every team can actually use her well only very very good uh, mid laners can do that and actually be the carry mid lane but even even when there's very good mids like i know fakers they're very good akali players but even them they also lost I think a few games on Akali, right? It's a very, um, depending on what comm you have and what comm the opponents have. And so I hope Akali won't appear that much in um, quarterfinals. Oh, you, you, you don't want to see Akali more often? I, I want to see anything other than these four. <laughs> I hope they will find some new stuff to kind of present to the table rather than just, you know, cycling those four. Alright, Ada, do you have any picks in the mid lane that you possibly want to see? 
I feel like we need to see more uh, utility mids. Like, I want to see a karma mid. I haven't. Yeah. Oh, why isn't Why isn't oh. anyone playing karma mid? Like, it, it's the same thing as team on top. Everyone say it's bad. Everyone says that it's bad, but it's not bad. If you know how to play her, it's not gonna be as bad as everyone expects. Personal opinion, I want Faker to play Ari, just so that we can have a champion skin. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a fair take. A champion needs to be played, actually played in a tournament to be, I guess, picked as a, the champion skin? Or the world skin, sorry, yeah. Well, there were teams that picked the Ari, but she wasn't like a staple pick, I guess. It should be a pocket pick for some teams. Because she's not as good as how she was back in, I guess, Spring Split? Summer Split? She was picked, but she wasn't She wasn't actually a good champion, though, yeah, compared so to Spring Split. The one that came to my mind was Knight from TES. He picked it against Gam, and we all knew how it went at the end. If, I re- if my Aww. memory is correct, I, I was watching it at like 2am and my brain was off. Yeah, I think they just need to figure out the best build for her if they do want to pick her. And also the best, I guess, counter matchup. Not counter matchup, the best champion that she can play into in lane. Because her team fighting is still very good. I feel like even if she's not gonna be played in the mid lane, maybe they could like pick her up for support for her charm. Oh, that's an interesting take. Support Ari? <laughs> We're still waiting for that that echo though. I'm sure he has a lot of um champions in his pocket right now, just waiting to be. Ooh, who should I play today? Like in uh, summer, I had a bingo for Keria support. Like I haven't finished it because I wasn't able to watch all the matches, but I feel like we should make one for supports in general for this, like. Quarters, finals, semi-finals, and see, maybe we're gonna get a pocket pick. Some surprises. Yes, I, I'm definitely waiting for a pocket pick. Hopefully this time T1 just open the pocket pick dam and just let loose everything. It is best of five after all. Yeah. But I think with T1, I think they're just gonna wait. They're just gonna wait until semi-finals. But I think with teams like Genji, Lehens will like, Okay, let's go. I'm gonna bring the Sinjit back again, even though I failed in the first game. <laughs> They should let Keria lose. Lose? Yeah, they should. Oh, lose okay. as in like he should he should not be in chain. Let, let, he should Keria not be, be chained. I was like, what? No, no, he should be left unchained. Yeah. Do not chain Keria's. Yeah. And I think the um, same goes pool. to owner. Okay, I know I'm moving on to jungle, but should I go on to talk about the champs that appeared in jungle? Oh, go so ahead. Feel Malkai free. Feel is free. the highest ban and Sidrani is the second highest ban. And then we have Graves, Fiego, Poppy, Lee Sin, Vi, Jarvan, Trundle, blah, blah, blah. And we have special Belfeth and Hecarim. I'm actually quite shocked. Yeah, sorry to cut you, but I'm actually quite shocked that Belfeth is actually picking this tournament because I don't think she's a good champion for pro play at all. Yeah, well, I remember in LCK Summer, Canyon actually tried it out and I think it didn't work for DK. Mm didn't it? And LCK just totally forgot about this champion and I don't know which team was it that picked Belfort. I think it was Fnatic? Well, I think the first Belfort pick was in play but I forgot which team it was. 
But it is pick again in group stage. I and but I also forgot which team it was. I did watch that game though. Me too. Yeah, it was either seen. I know it was. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It was in group A because. I remember I watched all the group A matches in one day. Yeah, if we just assume it's the Western teams, I feel like both LCK and LPL are quite unprepared for Belfast to appear. And that's why I feel like, especially LCK, I was panicking a little bit when I saw Belfast and I thought it's finally becoming the meta. And I was panicking because I know um, LCK teams don't play Belfast. But I also hate the fact that we're kind of stuck with three champs at the moment, like Maokai, Sejani, Graves, right? I think those three appeared a lot, and then Viego, Poppy, and Lissing, kind of, depending on which team it was, they picked it. So I also wanted more in jungle. I guess it's because these specific ones that you men- mentioned in the ladder, um, Graves, Viego, Poppy, a lot of these champions are actually banned in pick and ban phase against teams that are especially good with carry junglers. Someone like Kanavi, Canyon, Owner, uh, they pilot carry junglers, junglers, blah, sorry, very, very well. So it's often actually banned against them. Owner actually pick um, Nishin against edg is their first match and the, it's just a lot of skill expression this is the word that the cast of like this this is the this is the combat the best skill expressions for t1 and i do agree that game was chef's kiss amazing sub 20 minute ish 22 22 minutes i think ada found the game which game was it with the belfast yeah in played by uh, by mad lions and um here in groups it was played by um Closer in uh, 100 Thieves versus CFO by Yankos in uh, Dam 1 versus G2. Inspired played uh, in EG versus Dam 1 and Blabber in T1 versus Cloud9. Yeah, okay, so it's all Western. So your assumption was right, yeah, <laughs> the Western teams. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm actually shocked. Hecarim wasn't picked in more. Oh. Because I think he was in my crystal ball. I picked him as the most banned champion, but he wasn't picked at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, am I am I doing this wrong? Why isn't he appearing? Is no one wanting more farming junglers? I guess they want to be ganked more, I guess. I picked Fiego, so... Get to do the crystal ball because I forgot. Yeah, too bad it's already closed now. But I think Viego is also picked a lot by junglers who are able to enable their lanes and I guess carry. No, actually, no. Viego is mostly picked as a counter, not as a blind pick, if I remember correctly through the matches. Yes, um, mainly because I think everyone will pick Maokai if there is Maokai. That's the thing that we I observed the most. But if we talk about Viego or Lee Sin, I'm always looking at the actual pro gamer. Like, it's not the champion itself or how OP they are. It's about how strong that player is. And so I feel like it's more like a confident pick rather than a meta pick. So I'm interested what other what other players have in their pocket. And I hope they actually bring out those pocket picks. Like, please boys. Boys, cause I, I'd address the, I would address them as boys because except Faker, all of them are younger than me. Please boys, reveal more. We wanna see more. I want more. to see Carthus. Make it exciting. Come on. Give me Carthus. Give me a <laughs> fiddlestick. You did see it. You did you did see the yes. Carthus though in the gum yeah, game. Yeah, I loved it so much. I was just like, yes. 
please like wow everyone so that I can see it more later on in quarterfinals. I love that champion. It's actually quite an OP power um power farming yes. power farming jungle. Also, how much damage it can deal? Yeah. Yeah, the the, the passive <laughs> damage. I feel like we're watching the same match over and over again, but with different players because everyone seems to pick like the same champions. It's kind of boring a bit. They are, the picks are too fixed, I feel like. Everyone plays the same thing, just with like a bit of differences between playstyles, but the champions are the same. Yeah, but I think bot, well, our bot lane is the most like variable i guess yes there's a lot of pick yes. in the bot lanes uh and i'm talking like adc and support combined yeah. i mean you know you can start yeah this is where my crystal ball pickums failed me caitlin actually has the highest number of bands <laughs> so i should have picked the caitlin and i'm really sad about it because i want to see the caitlin i actually picked caitlin as my um highest win rate and I don't think she has minimum... No, she has more than five games played. But there are other champions that fit into this um, crystal ball. But anyway, not talking about the crystal ball anymore. So Caitlyn is, is currently the highest ban. Especially against teams that have really, really good ADCs. Such as um, T1 with Gumayushi. DRX with Dev, which he was able to pick. Thank goodness. Thank you, Dev. It's banned against EDG as well because Viper is, theoretically speaking, he is the current best bot laner in the world. Uh, he won last year in Worlds um, 2021. And surprisingly, Aphelios is the highest pick. And then following that, it's BC, more Lucian, Callista. There's some Varus, surprisingly. Kai'Sa, which we did predict to be um, the meta ADC pick. There's some Tristana. Sivir is back. Misfortune and Draven. I have to shout out um, Seraphine a bit because she's picked as an ADC, but I do not like that she's picked as an ADC, especially in a meta where we're expecting more traditional ADCs. Can I just say, I did not expect Lucian to be picked at all because of how nerfed it was in this meta. And so, what was it? When we played against um, Fnatic, was it when they picked Lucian Nami and I was just like why for what and it actually really shocked me and I hate that people choose Misfortune I, I I feel like Misfortune this champion as an ADC it doesn't really do much I guess it's more like a safety net for me rather than one that really lets you express your skills but Draven I think the strongest impression in my mind was Jackie Love who picked it, but I don't think he had any kills, so he wasn't able to get any money of it, and he just kept dying. But these three are probably the strongest um, impression that I got from the group stage. I don't know, how about you guys? I honestly feel relieved that no one picked Zeri. Please, Zeri Gaming, go away. We don't need you here. Like, I felt the need to say this so bad, but I hope we don't go back to Zeri Gaming. I hope that champion gets deleted. Like, that champion is a free win. Like, she should be banned from Worlds. Yeah, I agree. I think right now, Lucian is the Zeri. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's a bit boring. Like, we saw Lucian Nami at MSI and in Summer a lot. So now we know what to expect from a Lucian Nami comp. Like, with Zeri, you just reach that 
pick and you know like even if you're behind you're gonna kill them you're gonna get a penta it's gonna be the penta fest all over again but now that we're talking about sari can i just mention yumi yumi's <laughs> I, I, this cat this annoying cat you know <laughs> cat is cute i see it and i'm like oh so catty and then every time i see yumi in game it just gives me frustration because I know Carrier is very good at it. So it gives me this calm, collected, yay, I think we're going to win this game every time I see Yumi. But at the same time, I'm really annoyed about how Yumi is always picked and always first picked in whatever region it is. The, uh, I am disappointed in Riot. Like, the build is very different from Summer. Now they uh, build Ludens. In uh, summer, they built, I think, Shurelias. I'm not sure. And uh, now it's more damage on the uh, damage side than the supporting side, no? Do you think it's more annoying? Basically, her... her was it Q? Was it her Q? Yeah. The homing missile? The fume, and then it gets, like, what? A, a quarter of your <laughs> I think it's more <laughs> annoying now that it has a different kind of build. As a Yumi, uh, an old, a retired Yumi player, I can say that Yumi can be annoying with every build that you have. <laughs> but here's the thing with Yumi, right? If you're a Yumi player, if you're an extremely good Yumi player, you're annoying to the other team. But if you're an extremely bad Yumi player, you're annoying exactly. to the other team. Yeah, aside from Yumi, I've, to no surprise, because of the high um, Lucian pick, Nami is the current highest support pick. Because Lucy and Nami are always picked together. Yeah. yeah. And I think what you meant by the nerf, it wasn't Lucian that was nerfed. It was Nami's interaction to her electrocute that can be procted with but Lucian's people speed, don't really pick Lucian with another support, is it? It's always like Lucian, Nami, Lucian, Nami. Like no. That. Yeah, it's, actually, it's comfort pick for a lot of um, bot lane duos in Worlds. I think it's just having a highly mobile... Um, AD carry and having a support that can peel for you and heal you and sustain you in lane is just it's just really yeah, but why not pick Lulu like Lulu is not popping up as much as I thought it would be because last world it was a lot of Lulu but we've seen quite a lot we've seen Leona Thresh Rill and oh I really like the Soraka thank you Caria and Heimerdinger thank you Burial I feel like I need very interesting pick. I feel like uh, I expected to see more Lucian on top lane than bot lane. I don't know why. It was stupid of me to think that. But I expected to see more Lucian top than Lucian Nami bot. I don't know why. Maybe Zeus will pick it? He, he kind of say that he wants to pick Lucian um, in the he top He tried lane. in Messiah and I felt so sad that they lost because like, they let him pick Lucian top and they didn't win. Oh, I'm still waiting for him to pick Cannon. I feel like he has to pick Cannon. Yes, Cannon will be interesting. Okay. Maybe he'll pick it against that one with the Nuggery skin. <laughs> if we get to meet that one. Okay, that's okay. That, this is we, we can we can get to that. That's provided if that one makes it to semis, but we will reveal the matchup later. So here's the question, because we uh, we mentioned a lot of Maokai, right? So is twelve point eighteen the world meta? Is it actually a Maokai meta? I feel like it's not a Maokai meta because like Maokai isn't like oh my god Maokai is OP and stuff. He's really good for the vision control but like he's not a 
big of a deal. Like you can talk about Maokai like you talk about Zeri. So it's not really a Maokai meta. What do you think, Sylvie? Hmm. I actually feel like compared to what I thought about like Viego Leeson, I feel like Maokai suits some teams really well. Especially LCK in my mind. They are one region that really likes to play around fission. And having Maokai is kind of OP in a way. If it's jungle, it does enable you a lot of vision, especially when you're fighting for objectives like around Baron or all the Drakes. It gives you so much information. And for a region like LCK that loves to play around it and to like force the opponents to make mistakes, or to engage when they don't have the vision. I feel like Maokai is quite OP. Surprisingly, Maokai has not been picked has not been picked, sorry, by our top junglers. Canyon hasn't picked him. Owner hasn't picked him at all. Um who else? I don't think Kanavi has picked him. Yeah, I don't think Kanavi has picked him. Maybe maybe once, maybe I miss once, right? But I think Kanavi is a type of jungler that he's LPL, yes, but um he's the type of jungler that tends to pick um carries. Just just for the sake of skirmishing, I feel like skirmish is um, the keyword that will be used a lot, um, especially with such dominance of LCK and LPL teams going into quarterfinals. Yeah, that's the thing, like what I said is more theoretical, right? But I don't know why. Maybe yeah. they thought that going Maokai top was a good idea. But the thing is because, um, let's say from a T1, using T1 as as an example, we like to put Zeus on top lane and he just do whatever he do uh, to the opponent, literally crush them. He doesn't really have the time or kind of the opportunity to roam around. So because he's always at top lane, Maokai is not doing what is good at, which is exactly the reason why I hmm. hated Maokai top. But it is quite funny how Owen Canyon um, didn't pick Maokai and I that's the thing when DK picks Maokai I think Canyon picked Maokai against one other team in their group and they lost and I remember someone telling me that Maokai suits Canyon's playstyle but because DK needs him to do damage and needs him to carry so he's not picking Maokai so it doesn't suit the team DK, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't suit Canyon himself, which is quite funny, interesting. So I guess since we're having, since we had a very very long conversation about the overall world's meta, I, we can summarize that it's still very hard to define what is the world's meta. As Chronicler has mentioned this on um, broadcast, it's still up in the air. We haven't. There's no keywords to what the world's meta is actually is. Sometimes it can be a carry top lane, or depending on who the jungler is, it's a carry jungle. And then assuming that the bot lane is weak side, you see some um, carry bot lane picks as well. This is also heavily dependent on the side selection and who's on that side selection. Yeah, side selection is quite interesting. I think, um, what did they say? All blue sides won? I, I forgot which group it was. But I remember it was just all all teams on the blue side won their game. So, but I I would I thought that being on red side having two counters technically will give you an 
advantage, but it did not, unfortunately. So a lot of LCK teams likes to play around power picks rather than counter yes. picks. So in the end, um, which team do you think will benefit from um, this, I guess, meta? It's still up in the air, but we see a lot of teams having a lot of success. I feel like T1 and EDG will like benefit the most from this meta because like every player on their team is good. You can't possibly ban anything. Like if you ban this, they're gonna pick that. Like you don't, you don't have enough bans. Ban them. Like just ban the player. You can't ban their champion pool. Yeah. I agree on that, but I also feel like um I don't know I don't know why Jing Jing Dong like JDG they 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 went six zero was it I can't remember their their final score because I feel like their laning phase actually wasn't surprisingly good they did make quite a lot of mistakes and I remember quite a lot of Western teams were able to punish them during the laning phase. But somehow they always made it till the end. And they always pushed through and waited till, you know, late game and their opponents started making mistakes and then they will punish them for those mistakes. But in terms of laning and snowballing on the opponent's mistakes, I feel like T1 has a really good chance on it and EDG, of course. And RNG, I remember, from my um kind of impression of them in MSI. I feel like RNG has an opportunity. For me, I don't think that RNG would especially benefit from this meta simply because they don't play around their top side a lot. I guess to put it in a simple sentence, I feel like Xiaohu is actually still the key player in the team no matter what meta uh, the team is in. It's always Xiaohu making the plays or Xiaohu is actually doing well in lane. Of course, um, the other lanes are doing well, but I feel like once he makes a good pick in his lane and then he roams to the other lane, that's when RNG would pop off. But then again, um, it's still very hard to say, you know, seeing their uh, groups form. Who knows, maybe in quarters, um, once they actually have a very good read on um, the world's meta for their own um, team form, maybe they'll actually surprise us, which I would say uh, flows nicely into our next discussion, which is the quarterfinals draw results. So with the conclusion of the last day of Worlds, we finally achieve this um, knockout stage with the eight, I guess, surviving teams from each group. So we have four pairs of Pacha, which will start on the 20th or the 21st, depending on your time zone. So on the first day, um, JDG will go up against Rogue, and then T1 will go up against RNG, Genji against Damwon Kia, and DRX against Edward Gaming. So what do you think, Ghost? Are you happy with this draw, or do you like, oh, we should have gotten Rogue <laughs> or something? <laughs> I think I'm happy. I don't know what Ada thinks. I'm happy too, but I'm also sad because of the EDG versus DRX. I guess it's a very hype matchup, isn't it? The former bot lane partner going up against each other in their new teams who will rise to the occasion. But yeah, but it's it's still very sad though. 
like you know Dev and Mako they definitely have soft spot for each other they still chat a lot in not in the server yeah I guess in the server uh whichever they play in uh, Mako would obviously play in Korean solo queue and then he just chat up Dev hey what's up you know Dev's like oh it's Mako it's 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 really adorable if you see it on stream but I think this is also I wouldn't say I'm happy per se but this is probably the best um case scenario for each region so LPL actually avoided LPL civil war and yes LCK do have one match of civil war but it's it can't be helped because we have four seats and one of them is a second seat and the rest are third three first seats and if you see these matchup it has a lot of like history going on right T1 versus RNG the MSI rematch will T1 finally win today or will the will the king of spring make them come back and then it's Genji da- uh, Damon Kia, which could be an LCK final. Could be, but sorry, T1's always in the finals. And then DRX EDG, as you said, Mako versus Steph. Which team is better, you know? And then Rogue. I see a lot of um, EU fans saying this could possibly be the best draw for Rogue. And JDG fans actually saying, oh yes, we got the, we got the EU team, you know? Yeah, so I wanted to say, like... Exactly like how I was with NA, I have a bit of EU copium since like it's my home team and stuff. But uh, and the EDG versus DRX, I feel like this may be the last time Mako and Deft meet on stage. Like it's a bit sad. Aww. But if they don't, you're, you're making yeah, it sound really sad. They don't meet in quarterfinals. Even harder to meet in semi, you know? So I was thinking, like, at least this time they met because last year they didn't get to meet each other. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that sentiment. But okay, so back to what I wanted to say. I'm actually really looking to Gen G versus DK. Not gonna lie. I feel like DK is always, has always been that team that is the most difficult to, in my opinion, to play against because their let's say the maximum or their peak form is really daunting <laughs> to i think all the lck teams will relate to that and genji's form actually i would say compared to their summer the lck summer form they have decreased a little bit or maybe because they haven't grasped the matter at worlds so I'm just really curious to see DK rising and Genji falling and I just want to know which one is better and yeah, it will be a very interesting matchup. Speaking of the matchup, okay, Genji versus Damon Kier, who do you think will take the match? I think, okay, I hate to say it, but I feel like DK will win. Yeah. Okay. Ada, who, who's, DK, your pick? who's your pick? Because there's, I don't want to be mean. I love Doran, but there's a big gap in top lane. Like, but we haven't seen, we haven't seen Birdle. Yeah, uh, we've only seen Noguri. No, I think he's still because he got COVID as well. I don't think he'll be able to sub in anyway. Oh, okay. Because yeah, he well, also got what was COVID it when DK played against um, JDG. I think Noguri was struggling a little bit in the. Tiebreaker, yeah, was it? tiebreaker, yeah, it was a tiebreaker. Yeah, so who knows? But okay, I I hate to feel like we'll like, but I feel like DK if they perform to 
the peak potential DK will be able to win. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be a 2020 DK comeback. Oh, please don't. <laughs> not like that, not like no, that. I don't no. think it'll be a 2020 DK comeback though. How about DRX and EDG? Um, I put EDG actually, no! sadly. Okay, I'll go DRX. No, I'm, for, me, for me, the reason why I personally place EDG is because the, these two teams are actually quite equal i guess in i guess in like power spikes or thing but they have very different strategies that they play to so like how do i put it you can place like each lane at the same like power ranking that's what i mean but i feel like edg might have a slight edge over drx but i'm not saying in any way that oh i want drx to lose anything i actually want drx to win but because pickums is a bit like betting so I want more points, so that's why I'm putting EDG. Yeah. Oh, well, you have to take into account that EDG is basically all sick, and they, they all have COVID. And apparently, Jie Jie is not literal dying, but he, he's really not feeling well. So we don't know how it will go, but why I'll pick DRX firstly, I've watched all of Death's interview from you know um from the qualifiers and then to play-ins and every time he's saying oh i don't think we'll make it and he's always saying like all oh, drx will have a lot of stuff to work on if they want to proceed onto the next stage right and every time drx has presented kind of like a miracle run almost like i certainly did not expect them to make it as first seed into quarterfinals i think a lot of people were surprised including um ts fans i know that they were like oh that's the group group c because you have the kind of the full seat from lck and then rogue so it's going to be an easy group stage for ts and now you see the results and i just want to know how far the rx will go with their with these players I actually received an update, but before I go to that update, we'll go to this matchup first before we go to the T1 matchup. So, Rogue versus um, JDG. And the reason why this might be one of your last chance to change your pickups, depending on when you actually listen to this, this podcast. As of today, and today in my time, which is uh, GMT plus 8, is on the 18th of October. And about an hour ago, Yagao... The, the mid lane for JDG actually tested positive for Ooh. COVID. Yes. So uh, I actually picked Jingdong Gaming as my uh, victor for the Rogue um, JDG matchup. But I don't know if Yagao's condition will actually impact the team's performance, um, especially that they're playing in two days. I need to know. Three days. I think JDG, the reason for their success is largely dependent on 369. And Yagao. I obviously we know Kanavi is the the carry, the jungle, whatever. But I think the performance of 369 and Yagao and their whole kind of top lane mid kind of synergy really is the reason why they were so successful in group stage. So if Yagao is sick and we know we they all live together, so we don't know the other JDG players will also catch it but yeah i but i feel like the skill gap though 
there is quite a bit of a difference between JDG and Rogue. So Ada and Sylvie, so you both pick JDG no. or are you going to switch your I pick picked to Rogue, Rogue now? Because they're my EU team. Like, I'm a bit... Come on, let's go. At least the you. Last, the last team standing. They are the only team left from Western, Western regions. The last <laughs> hope of the West. That's what they call it. And I'm, I'm actually really sad that this is happening because Rogue is now actually my favorite um, EU team. I have a big soft spot for Odo Amne. Like, after he dressed up as Star Guardian <laughs> Ari for an LEC... Oh my gosh, for, for the Star Guardian, he dressed up as Ari. I was, I was rolling on the floor laughing. I'm like, oh no, you are the best thing that ever happened in LEC. Seriously. You're awesome. Like, Odo, if you're listening, I think, are we, no, you're either the same age or younger than me, but I love you, but not in that way. So what's the strength of Rogue, Ada, in your opinion? If they fight JDG, where, what's the point that they can kind of break through? I'm not going to be mean, but like the fact that Yaga is sick may be their ticket to the semifinals. Just because Yago is because sick? there's a very high possibility that the other team members caught the virus and it may affect their, you know... But can I just say, like, Odame and 369. Oh, if you put these two names together, I can already imagine how that would go. No, <laughs> like, because, like... I think about Star. Uh, you say Odom, and I think about Star Guardian Ari, as uh, Yuna said. And you say three six nine, and I'm thinking like someone that could rivalry Zeus in the best top, top laner in the world, like a guy that that just Ari and a guy that's almost the best top laner in the world. Ada, I hope you're not paying for three six nine. We do not no. in this house. We do not wish anyone COVID. Okay. No, never. Yes. Okay. Um. Um. This disclaimer. Disclaimer. We <laughs> love all the teams. We're sad that they got COVID. This should not be happening. Riot, please do your due diligence. You are responsible for um these play- players' yes. wellness. We hope that everyone. There's so, there's so many teams that are affected by COVID right now. We hope everyone a speedy recovery. Please don't let things like a brain fog or like a like a hazing, a mind haze, anything to affect your performance um we are we are lck fans but um at the very end we are league of legends fans we are and humans we, want we the do best not wish league of legends possible bad yeah we're on anyone okay yep we 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 won we won yeah. this league of legends so we, we wish want, everyone we a want speedy fair recovery. winning not fake winning or surrendering okay let's go to our last matchup yep this is <laughs> this is a bit of an obvious bias situation Woo! happening. <laughs> T1 versus RNG. And currently, as of now, as of time of recording, T1 is currently leading with 89.3% pick. Over, what is this? Over 10.6%. And I think we have to go RNG. back to the whole bit thing. Um, when we watch RNG versus Genji, I think RNG wasn't performing to the best form because of how sick they were with COVID. And I can't judge how good they are just based on their group stage performance. But I would say that I expect it to be a very close matchup. But T1, let's go! Woo! 
we want a fun game, but we want we want to win. Yeah, we are the we ones presenting game. the weird picks, and we are the ones who are winning with weird picks. So let's exactly. go, Caria. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, we are the meta. We are building the meta. Oh, I like Ooh. the sound of that. Right, so before we close off this segment, uh, I just want to um, get a bit of shout out and give some appreciation to the teams that did not make it to quarterfinals. So firstly, VCS, Gob, your epic base defense will go down forever in League of Legends history. Like the crowds, us shouting, watching it, the crowd, the casters going crazy over their minds. I think both um, Gam and Saigon Buffalo both teams have presented a really, really good image of VCS, at least. Like, going from MSI, like, before MSI, I didn't really know yes because they weren't really playing for the last two years, if I remember correctly. And so I didn't really know who these people are. And after MSI with Sagan Below and Worlds with Gam, they really, both teams really impressed me. And... I've become kind of like a secret fan for them because I love how aggressive they are and how they will not back out. Like even if they know that it's a wrong choice, they will just go with it. And I just love this kind of, it's not aggressiveness, but bravery, I guess, that they are showing. Yeah. And they're like, uh, I haven't watched League of Legends for that long. So at MSI, it was my first time watching uh Team from VCS, and well, I was pretty impressed to be fair. So, like, I after this, I'm really going to start watching VCS for the next spring. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and um, in relation to VCS Gum, actually, in specific, we also want to send a lot of like love and support for TES. I think they came in into worlds with high expectation, with, with a high pressure and sense of responsibility coming as a second seed. And it ended up not being what they expected or what they yeah. their fans expected, I yeah, guess, to say the least. I think Mark mentioned that he kind of wants to retire after Worlds. And yeah, yeah and Tian, obviously, he was there for FPX last year and this year for TS and you know both times it didn't end well for him and I am secretly kind of worried about Tian because um I know that his mental health has been kind of up and down quite a lot throughout this year so a lot of love to TS I feel like although they did lose to Gam they did present two really good matches against Rogue and the RX, right? And they won both of them. And I, I wish them all the best because I know they're good players. So who knows what the ch- what the future will show for them? Yeah, especially with the current, I guess, um, issue regarding a bug happening in the Gun versus TES game. I hope Riot will quickly address this or you know post something about it because. It's clearly unfair. It could be it could be a game changing, but the thing is it's too late to do anything now that the teams have returned home. And you know, with them going home questioning, oh if this happened, yeah. would have would would it be better? If this happened, would would we have make it? We also don't know because it was set that killed Jackie Love, right? Yes, exactly. So the thing is 
a lot of questions are unanswered right now, and I really, really do hope that the officials made a statement for it. But in the meantime, as we hopefully wait for a, a statement that may not come, I hope that a lot of fans, especially, you, you just need to band together and shower the team, the roster, with lots of love and lots of support. They're still next year for this roster. They're still young, and there's still, you know, time in the LPL to once again prove that they, you know, they do deserve the spot in Worlds this year, and they will be able yeah. to make a and comeback And talking about the future, LCS. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I don't... <sighs> Hey, hey, they did not they did not go zero eighteen. They did not go zero eighteen. They went three fifteen. I think like on our notes we had a CFO and kind of the whole LCS region and I feel like CFO is the one that I feel like oh they have a bright future. I think everyone thought it would be PSG that making it and then now we have this flying oyster into the scene and I think they have a really bright future whereas LCS has a really dark future. <laughs> Two contrasts. I mean I don't think I don't think LCS will die. Like a lot of fans have been whispering, oh is LCS dying? Is LCS dying? I don't think so. There are changes coming to the LCS next year according to all the whispers and the articles that are being released as you know as of past day or so. But I feel like now that this has been a wake-up call for the region, I hope that the organizations in the LCS, they have a change of mindset, they have a change of environment. I hope that they learn by, you know, to actually develop talents instead of just throwing money in the air. Because there are talented players um, in LCS. We've seen them in Worlds. They have a ceiling to reach, right? They have not reached that ceiling. We have not seen what JoJo can actually... And what um, he can do yeah. at Worlds. Yeah. Danny, we, yeah. Danny, we love you and hopefully you're having a good time we back home. Um, again, yeah. shout, out, shout, shout out. Lots of love to you. We missed you. And there's still lots of talents to be discovered. We, with Worlds being in an A, we actually get a glimpse of Champions Q and I see a lot of really, really good um, Academy players in Champions Q who are just had really really sick mechanics so i hope to see these talents in lcs yeah just buying old players from other regions it's not working out guys you need to stop doing that actually discover talents like jojo pion and danny i think lcs has a i I feel like they can do really well yeah and should we end by yeah (laughs) because i heard silky Sylvie has something to say. Speaking of um, good endings and bad endings, yeah. Sylvie has something to say. She's been she's been whispering to me. Yuna, Yuna, I want to say Fanatic. this. Fanatic. Um, good luck on your swim home. I hope you don't meet sharp. I don't hope you you, you don't meet weird stuff in the sea. Um, wish you good luck. <laughs> don't freeze in the sea, okay? <laughs> oh, we hope that your arms wouldn't get tired. Yep, time to build some apps. Oh man, it's you okay. Get, your girls are tired. <laughs> <laughs>